Welcome to the Donaclody Parish Podcast. We're an Anglican evangelical church committed to glorifying God, preaching the gospel, and making disciples. Let us pray. Lord, give understanding to us as we study your word. Open our eyes to see the truth of your word. And bless us, O Lord, in your word. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Tonight, my focus is not going to be on year 2020 and our experience of it. But I want to shift the focus to the last four things before Christmas. As we come to the end of the Christian calendar year, and as we round up the year 2020, what should be our expectations for the new year? How should we prepare in expectant waiting for the second coming of Christ? The first of the last thing to do in preparation for all these is to pray. How then should we pray? If you have your Bible, I want you to open with me to Isaiah chapter 64. Isaiah chapter 64. How then should we pray? Tonight we read from Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is a God-centered vision of all things. See, the early part, the early chapters of the book from chapter 1 to chapter 39 shows how God purifies a remnant of his people through judgment. Chapter 40 to chapter 55 is all about God's encouragement for his discouraged people. While from chapter 56 to 66, which is the last chapter, we'll learn about how God is preparing everyone for his promised salvation. I believe it's the right thing to study as we're thinking about the birth of Jesus Christ in a few weeks. Therefore, from tonight's Bible reading, which Sharon brought to us, we see how to prepare for God's promised salvation. And as we wait expectantly for his second coming, how do we pray? For those who are very, very traditional in Anglicanism, you will know that today, uh, this Sunday, is sometimes called stir up. Sunday. It's a name that is derived from the post-communion prayer for today. So, let us tear ourselves up. Let's tear ourselves up tonight. As I encourage you to open with me, please, to Isaiah chapter 64 from verse 1. As we consider my first point, God's intervention as we wait expectantly for his coming. Isaiah 64, verse 1. Say with me. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire twigs blazes and causes water to boil. See, the prayer in Isaiah chapter 64 asks for God to come down and intervene. If God would come down to earth, what would God's coming look like? So you will remember in Exodus, 
when Moses gathered the people to meet God at Mount Sinai. The Bible described the experience of God's coming in Exodus chapter 19, verse 18. It says, Mount Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. This experience is what the people of God know about God's visitation and intervention. They remember that God is mighty and powerful. A mighty and powerful will ruin their enemies. And see, in Isaiah chapter 64 verse 2, God's people cried for God to intervene in their present predicament. They said in verse 2, see with me, they said, Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. The last four things, the first of it is to pray. And what is the prayer that the people of Israel prayed? They said, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. But who are the enemies of Israel? They're the people that have attacked them from right, left, and center. The enemies of Israel attacked them and sent them to exile. Yet for us today, As we come to the end of the year, as we come to the end of the Christian calendar year and the year 2020, we can ask, what are the enemies attacking us this year? You probably think of coronavirus. You think of death. Unemployment. Economic recession. Sickness. There are so many enemies that have really, really dealt with us in this year 2020. But our knowledge of God's character, our knowledge of the power of his name, as we read from the Bible, should make us pray the same prayer that you find in verse 2. Do you want to see that with me? That prayer says, come down to make your name known to your enemies. So we can also pray that God will make his name known in our troubles. It is only by this, it is only when God makes his name known that we can be delivered and freed from destruction and pain that these enemies can cause us. Are you going to pray that prayer tonight? It would be good to say, God, make your name known in my troubles. Will you say that tonight? Isaiah knows God. He understands who God is. He knows exactly what God did in the past. And see, in verse 3, In his prayer, he said, 
when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Do you see that in verse 3? And whenever we read this, we are reminded of the caring character of God. A father who does awesome things that we did not expect. That is what Isaiah is talking about here. Did you receive anything from God which you did not expect this year? Or probably from someone that is God sent to you. Isaiah remembered, he said, you did awesome things that we did not expect. Expect. He remembers how caring God is. He's the father that gives you things, not when you ask. Sometimes he looks at you and he just blesses you with all these blessings. Not because we deserved it, but because he loves us. Hear what Isaiah said again in verse 4 in his prayer about this loving father and God. Read with me from your Bible. See, it says, verse 4, since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eyes has seen any God beside you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Now, let me say to you this evening, we have a loving father who has promised to act on our behalf. Our father, God in heaven, is ready to plead our case, is ready to lavish every good gifts and blessings on us. But we need to wait for him. I don't know how patient you are. We need to wait for him. See again with me in verse 5. It says, you came to help those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. Folks, to receive God's blessing, we wait expectantly for his coming. To enjoy God's intervention in our troubles and our difficult life, we are reminded of these three things which we need to do. We'll find that from verse 4 to 5 and hopefully to be on the screen as well. The first thing that we are reminded to do is to wait for God. Do you see that? The second thing is to gladly do what is right. And the third thing which we need to do is to remember God's ways. But here's the question for every one of us this evening. How patient are we in waiting for God? How gladly are we doing what is right? And how often do we remember God's ways. For the people of Israel, they can only try to do these three things as they reflect on their experience of God's visit at Mount Sinai, as they reflect on their experience of this mighty and powerful God, and as they reflect on their experience of this caring and loving Father. These people 
also learn to wait. They learn to do what is right. And remember God's ways when they reflected on their sinfulness, on their human nature. And they reflected on how their sin made God angry. This reflection that, I was talk- that I'm talking about prompted them to long for how they could be saved from their sins. They see themselves and they ask and look forward and pray about how they could be saved from their sins, as we can see in verse 5. But how about us? What does this mean for us as Christians? As we pray this prayer of deliverance, which is in Isaiah chapter 64, as we pray the prayer and petition for God's intervention in our life, we look back to Jesus. We look back to Jesus. And as we do this, let us consider my second and final point today. God's love demonstrated as we wait expectantly for his coming. The people of Israel knows the love and the care of God when they look at the character and the deeds of God. But we see the loving kindness of God in our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we think about God's love, yes, we think about Jesus. We think about God's character of mercy and love towards us, shown by the birth of Jesus. Remember what Paul said in Romans chapter 5 verse 8. He said, but God demonstrates his own love for us in these. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died to save us from our enemy. But Isaiah asked in verse 5, do you see the last statement in verse 5? Isaiah said, how then can we be saved? In the New Testament, we know that we can be saved by Jesus Christ. Yes. But before we boast of our salvation in Christ, we need to understand that all in ourselves, we are not righteous. No, we are not. All our good works without Jesus Christ, all our righteousness without Jesus Christ are like filthy rags. And you see what Isaiah said from verse 6? See with me. He said, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We are all shriveled up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Like the wind, our sins sweeps us away. Sin has, I mean, have caused God to hide his face from us because no one calls on God's name or strives to lay hold of him anymore. Can you see that in our world today? Do you see it around Yet, in all this chaos in our world, in all this problem that is around us, God cares for us. 
Yes, it does. When we think about our problem and pain and our sorrow, let us not look at God as if he is not caring. Let us be reminded that the only thing that separates us from God's love is our sin. And these sins need to be dealt with to be able to enjoy the full blessings of God. The blessings of his divine satisfaction in all things, knowing more of his love and abiding presence in trouble. Not without trouble. But I said knowing the abiding presence of God in trouble because God did not promise us a trouble-free world. But he promised that he would be with us till the end. Emmanuel, God with us. As we approach Advent, amid our present troubles and pain, let us continually pray as Isaiah prayed in Isaiah chapter 64. Let us come to God in confession of our sin as we've seen here, knowing that there is no freedom in sin. Then let us plead to God as our Father. After the acknowledgement of sin, which Isaiah did from verse 6, see with me in verse 8, the prayer says, verse 8, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, you are the potter, we are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord, do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look upon us, we pray, for we are all your People, this is how we should be praying. Not only in anticipation of Advent, but as the year runs to a close, every day of our life, this is how we should be praying. And as I finish, can I remind you of my first question at the start of this sermon? What is your expectation? For the new year, both the Advent, the new year 2021, are you looking forward to an easy life? In this prayer that we see in Isaiah 64, the people did not ask for easy life, as we can see from verse 10 to 12. But they appeal to God's glory to be restored after they see the dissolution of God's dwelling place. In verse 11, it says, Our holy and glorious temple, where our fathers praised you, has been burned down with fire, and all that we treasure lies in ruins. But what are they praying for? They want to see the restoration of God's glory. And in the last verse, the prayer finishes with a question. The same question which probably you are asking tonight. After all this, after all the experiences of year 2020, after all this suffering, 
After all this pain and sorrow that I've got to endure, after we have repented of our sin, after we have returned to the Lord God, after we have waited for you, Lord, after we are gladly doing what is right, after we have remembered your ways, as you said, from verse 4 to 5. Here is the question. Oh, Lord, will you hold yourself back? Will you keep silent and punish us beyond measure? The answer is no. No, it will not. Why? Because when our expectation is in Christ Jesus, it will come to our rescue. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for showing us one of the last four things as we come to the close of the year. We thank you because you've shown us how to pray. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you help us to continually put our hope in you. Help us, O oh Lord, to continually learn to wait on you, for you. Help us, O oh Lord, to continually learn to do the right thing. Help us, O oh Lord. Help our weaknesses. For we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Donnelly Parish podcast. We're happy for this teaching to be shared for the advancement of gospel work and to help make disciples. For information about Donnelly Parish, please check out our website www.donaglonyparish.co.uk or find us on social media.